Hello and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening. After last week, just knocking it out of the park with a nat 20 to start off the 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 podcast, mm-hmm. I'm really into doing it again. I don't know about you. I feel like it should be a weekly tradition that we roll a d20 before we start just to see, you know, where our luck is. Yeah, just where the fates have decided. Yes. Now, what that means for us then is <laughs> if it's like above 10 or all the lords like willing uh, a nat 20 again. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic episode. And if it's below that, well... I guess I just have a little bit more editing to do. Yeah, or um, we're just going to be so in our heads and just like <laughs> jinx ourselves because of it. Like I feel like based off of how this is already going, we're, we've already rolled under a 10. Like we <laughs> I'm going to let you roll this one. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Mmm, seven. <laughs> I told you it was going to be a bad one. <laughs> I mean that's okay because, like, what's what what modifier are we adding to this? None. It's just it is what it is. This is like our initiative role. Well, fingers crossed it it goes up okay, from here. Why don't you roll one and then it'll just be like? All right, we'll we'll average it out. Ten. Mm. Not looking not looking very good. <laughs> Meet in the middle at eight and a half. All right. Well, now that we have got that out of the way, we can, uh, I guess we can carry on with the show. (laughs) We were kid free for the end of last week, Thursday, Mm. Friday night. Your parents had the kids because Friday was a PA day or whatever. (laughs) With a week left of school. Let's have another day off. Yeah. So anyway, so they were like, yeah, we'll take the kids for a couple days and you guys can just do whatever you want, except for you have full-time jobs, so, like, kind of do whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> you guys have three hours of the day that you normally <laughs> have, kids, have w- kids for yep. to yourselves. Wow. Actually, it was very appreciated, though. I know I'm being a little sarcastic, but it was <laughs> really appreciated. What was, like, we got to do a lot of things together. Like, Thursday night, we went to the gym together, which we normally mm-hmm. don't get to do. We then went out for a little light post-workout snack. A little bit of a disappointing date. Mostly disappointing because of where we are and what is available to us. Yeah. Um, We went out for a wing night and the wings were just very disappointing. They were pretty flavorless. But then (laughs) after that, we're just like, but now we could also go for a walk. So we went for a really long, nice walk. And then... I don't know what Which we did. Was we probably nice. fell asleep watching something. <laughs> yes. The walk was nice because usually when we walk with the kids, they're like constantly complaining. We're just telling them to keep up. And we just we just walked. Yeah, we could just walk and have a conversation without being... Usually, I'll be the one... I'm the talker. Mm-hmm. And I'll be talking, talking, talking. And I get interrupted so much that... My usual 10 minute long story because of all of the... (laughs) Your usual two minute story that takes 10 minutes. No, my usual 10 minute story that takes 10 minutes 
because I get distracted in my own mind and have to give a lot of backstory to certain things that don't necessarily need backstory. Anyway, my usual 10 minute (laughs) story will take like the entire walk for how many times we get interrupted because you are constantly like nagging at the kids. Hey, you're making me seem like I'm unreasonable. Sometimes you're a bit unreasonable. I think I'm a perfect amount of reason. Thank you very much. <laughs> then Friday night, we planned a nice beach date. We had like meats and cheeses and wine. Date night 2.0. This was great. You had the idea. Yeah. And it was a fantastic idea. And so right after work, I went to the grocery store in our small podunk town. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get cheeses and meats cheeses well there's a variety of cheddars yeah great meats good there's a variety of salami (laughs) great (laughs) not excellent (laughs) selection but it'll do it's not about what it is it's about the experience yeah so i got it and we went yeah and then we looked at the sky (laughs) halfway on our road like the trip there yeah it was black yeah. So, so like, we like tried to move directions and like drive the lake, like drive down the lake a little bit more to see if we could just not be near the gray dark clouds. But it then ended up getting all like windy and gross anyway. And we came home <laughs> and that was that. But I would have to say that dates and all. Yes. My favorite part about the kids being gone for two days was Friday morning <laughs> because you were already, already at work, the kids were gone, and I got to just get up and get myself ready, only me, for work and go to work. And that, like, two hours before work, just just to me, was <laughs> my favorite part of the whole time. How often does that happen? Never. That's why. That has not happened once in the last nine years (laughs) we like talking about movies and tv or tv and movies because we're the bee's knees oh yeah last week we were talking about the kind of drought that we were going through and which immediately phased into just an abundance of everything Mm -hmm. we had stranger things the boys we had Obi-Wan. Now there is Ms. Marvel, which we are naturally adding to the roster. Well, I mean, we're a podcast that pretty much focuses primarily on Marvel content. Like, I know we do. It's TV and movies. It's in the theme song. But, like, let's be real here. It's mostly Marvel comic book stuff sometimes we'll touch on dc sometimes we'll touch on like the boys or whatever that superhero stuff no i was like in that one with the deer kid oh sweet sweet tooth sweet boy (laughs) (laughs) like those things where it's like based off comic books we like to touch on that so obviously when there is ms marvel (laughs) We're going to talk about it. It's in the name. How can you not? (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to save it for last. Yeah. So we watched Obi-Wan. Like we, at this point, we are just keeping up with our TV shows because there's a lot. Um, Obi-Wan, 
it I'm excited for the whole picture because mm-hmm. we have two episodes left. Yeah. And I'm just I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting it to just be him going after Leia. Yeah. I was kind of expecting him to more be dealing with the whole Darth Vader thing directly. Right. Um, but, I mean, I don't dislike where it is. I just wasn't expecting it to be such a focal point. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of makes me think, like, why, if they went through this adventure as kids, like when she was a kid, Yeah. why later on did he seem so foreign to her? Like, I get, she was like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Right. And this kind of gives a reason as to why maybe she would think and trust him. Yeah. Rather than just, that was a friend of my dad's. I kind of just assumed, and like, I tend to block out most Star Wars things, (laughs) Star Wars movie things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of always had it in my head that, Leia was reaching out to Obi-Wan because of like a source saying that she was he was like a forgotten Jedi and I just kind of assumed that when Darth Vader came and destroyed her planet and took her captive I just assumed that like maybe one of the droids or something like R2-D2 or I don't know she found some sort of information that led her to sending that message to Obi-Wan I would have never thought that this would have been the reason why she would have been reaching out to Obi-Wan. I just kind of assumed that word got out that Obi-Wan Kenobi is a lost Jedi who can somehow save her. Yeah, and my conflictions kind of continue because in episode two, I think it is, um, the third sister stabs the Grand Inquisitor and it appears he's dead. Right. In an interview, the writer said... We wouldn't do anything to break canon. Mm-hmm. So canon is important. He shows up later in the timeline. Right. And kind of does other things. Um, so he is not dead. They confirmed, essentially, he's not dead. He's yeah. just out of this show because he needed to be. Um, but the, the phrase, like, canon is our priority. Like, we care about canon. Yeah. Well... At the start of this, the third sister says, Anakin is alive, Obi-Wan. Right. It implies that Obi-Wan has no idea that Anakin is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue with that is, canonically, he knows. There is a scene in episode three, like Star Wars episode three, yeah. the movie, where... Obi-Wan sees a like a hologram of Palpatine basically knighting him Darth Vader. Right. So Obi-Wan has to be aware that Darth Vader is a figure. Mhm. Which means he is aware that Anakin is this Darth Vader. Yeah. So I mean this whole we care about canon, but that's a huge oversight. Yeah. Well, and when we first watched the first couple episodes, your first thing was like, third sister must be someone important because she knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah. And you 
And he doesn't have a tendency of leaving people who know that a lot. Exactly. But now with their engagements together, it doesn't seem like he really finds her to be important at all. No, she's just kind of there. Yeah, he's ready to kill her at any given moment if she so much as steps out of line in a way that inconveniences him, maybe. Like, not even for sure. If, like, this potentially inconveniences me or this potentially made me lose Obi-Wan, then I will kill you and I'm about to kill you, but then you just happen to say that you tracked them. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, this doesn't really imply that he finds her to be of value or importance it's just really between her and whatever number brother yeah fifth fifth brother um to see who can kind of win over lord vader's approval yeah that's another thing i really like fifth brother but like he just seems like a pick me darth vader yeah character now pick me daddy (laughs) daddy vader (laughs) it's really funny because that's what vader means (laughs) vader is just father so he's darth daddy he's yeah he's daddy daddy double daddy (laughs) (laughs) here's that seven rolling around (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, yeah, like I'm saying, it it seems like there's kind of this trend with, like, writers on reimaginings of existing material. It's like, oh, well, we didn't watch that material when Mm -hmm. we were researching this project to kind of give it a fresh new take. It, It feels with these kind of weird, important details that they make the story better like that whole scene where he was just like Anakin and then Anakin's eyes open and yeah like that was a good scene but canonically shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. so it's just like did they like did they just get told the story or kind of go off memory of what they saw 20 years ago yeah and then be like okay we know the story we can we can write something we don't need to watch it because that'll help us get a fresh new take yeah which god i hope not i don't really know what to say because i (laughs) don't have that passion behind watching the show i don't know any canon information like you do so i'm not really as disturbed as you are by things when they aren't canon (laughs) um i understand why that would be frustrating for you i'm also kind of just in my head thinking about some memes right now like i was thinking about um one about how off screen vader does something evil in the first like trilogy or something and then now like on screen it was like a facial expression i don't know just like whatever sipping a juice box something like that something innocent as darth vader kills people destroys a planet so probably off screen and then in this when he snaps the kid's neck on screen it's just like shit (laughs) like no longer sipping that juice box like holy shit got real across the room yeah exactly or there's the one that i showed you with yoda yeah where it was like obi-wan getting hunted by getting dragged through coals by vader yeah and he's just like sleeping on his little forest island. Yoda hanging out in Dagobah. <laughs> he yeah. gives zero fucks about it. He's just like, yeah, Obi can handle it. He's got to know, right? Like the force would let him know 
That's not that's how, how the force works. Isn't it? <laughs> when he's meditating, he wouldn't have any idea or see this stuff happening within the force. Honestly, I don't I don't know all of the details of how the force works. Basically, Yoda just doesn't give a fuck. Yoda's just in hiding, waiting <laughs> for the little old boy to come He's just and like, wear him his backpack. See, this is how you don't get discovered. You just <laughs> live in this forest and mind your own business until you get disturbed by some annoying kid. Even, <laughs> even <laughs> when your friends are being killed, you just chill. Just chill, daddy. And now I'm thinking about the YouTube videos where he's like, with his stick. <laughs> All the bad lip reading songs. Yeah, yeah, those are great. The amount of times that those pop into my head and I have them stuck in my head for a long time just because I happen to think about them like I'll just be like thinking about it for the rest of the night now <laughs> I probably won't sleep tonight because I'll be like singing along with Yoda singing about a stick <laughs> a stick being born from a log the log had a child <laughs> yeah. so we also watched the boys um, which in this episode, sorry, I'm just going to hard cut away from Yoda's <laughs> stick. Um, we had the, the reveal in the boys <laughs> <laughs> that soldier boy's still alive. Yeah. We didn't see that coming at all. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the internet told us that forever ago. Yeah. So I like. I like some of the subtle details in this. Um, one thing that we totally missed last, it was last week's episode where Huey went to that school, right? For like, yeah. Um, so I guess in the comics, that is basically like Vought's version of like Xavier's school. For I was just kids, about to say, yeah. Instead of like a foster home for all these kids who've killed their parents. Right. Madeline Stilwell, the Vought face in season one yeah the one with the breast milk with the baby who after the bomb the baby was found a block away oh she's that there. kid was in the building does and, it have powers yeah and they said no teleporting oh yeah so homelander kills his mom and like out of fear we always thought homelander must have saved the kid right yeah. And we were like, that seems so uncharacteristic of him because he was so resentful of that kid it. and jealous and just, yeah. And we, it just didn't make sense. Away. He just was like, fuck, and was out of there. Yeah. So that was something that we missed. I'm surprised Homelander hasn't gone and then killed it. There's a chance he doesn't out. know. Yeah, he doesn't follow I, just I, like basic news. Yeah, I feel like if. If there's something that is like, why hasn't Homelander killed this person? He well, doesn't, he doesn't know. know. Or else he would have. <laughs> it's, been, like, it's been made quite clear. He is totally unhinged. Doesn't he do something? I'm pretty sure we saw in the trailer for this season. He does something weird with milk eventually. I thought we saw something with him with milk. Dude is a milky boy. <laughs> he is. He's probably... He's probably going to, like, find Nazi girl's dead body and try to suckle. No, I feel like I saw him, like, sticking his hand in a glass of milk or licking his hand covered in milk or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Did I just dream this up? <laughs> like, I'm a deeply disturbed person. 
Um, I swear there's something. Okay, so one thing that I read online after we watched this. Yeah. Um, so according to Payback's story, which I also, it clicked for me, Payback is like the Avengers. Because like Avenger, they mm-hmm. avenge. Yeah. Payback. Who's Payback? That's like Soldier Boy and the Kings oh, and Cuntus and yeah. them. So I saw, this is me being like, I don't know about this thing. I'm going to like go to the boys wiki and yeah. learn everything that I can. Right. So in the comics, Payback is kind of the second group. There was a, like, how there was the flashback scene of Payback. Yeah. And they die, like, some of them die and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They're called something else. That happens. Then they rebuild the team, find supers to take on the personas of the people who died. Right. And call themselves Payback. Okay. Because then they, you know. Go and Payback. Uh, yeah. And then then they get more successful. Okay. Um, so in this, like the story is soldier boy was killed by a weapon. Yeah. That could kill soup. Yeah. Specifically, seemingly indestructible soups, such as Homelander. Well, what happens when soldier boy comes out of his little tank, he shoots a beam and out of his like chest or something. Out of his chest hits Kamiko. Yeah. Who then... Doesn't have healing. powers. So he is the weapon that kills indestructible superheroes. Oh. I like how many times tonight I have had that like light bulb moment. And I appreciate people who are much more knowledgeable than me and like putting these things together. Yeah. That I can just mooch their knowledge. <laughs> um, I did also see... Um, when there was a scene where Homelander was shooting his lasers at someone or something mm. and it didn't do anything. But then his kid shot his eye lasers and it did. Okay. Which the reason why the military and all them are keeping that kid a secret is because he needs to survive long enough to control to... his powers because he is stronger than Homelander. Yeah. But then, which just, what happens when you have this guy who is stronger than Homelander? Uh huh. Equally raised in fucked up environments, not allowed to. Well, not really, though. Well, he had his mom up until now. Yeah, but he still has that love and that nurturing that he, that in Homelander didn't. Right from a baby, Homelander was put in a room by himself, essentially. So he at least was nurtured to a point. Then he was really fucked up because of the (laughs) trauma of killing your mom. Yeah. And then also having a dick like Billy Butcher be like, I can't stand to look at you because you're like a disgrace, basically. And having to deal with that. But I feel like maybe... The love that he experienced, the unconditional, true love of a mother that Homelander didn't have, yeah, might, whether like because even though it was so short lived, 
still might be the key to him being not Homelander. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so at this point, it's looking like there are a couple ways that they could get to Homelander. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what avenue is. Well, is and he's do just it. becoming increasingly more terrifying. Yeah, because he, like, he has no restrictions. Well, and A Train went and whistle blew the whole operation because I think I think that he did this because he was afraid when Homelander did that whole this is going to be run by soups. We don't need anybody else to tell us what to do. This is my influence and whatever, all yeah. that stuff. He was just like, shit, this whole like idea that we can take down Homelander is ridiculous. I'm going to become his favorite and tell him this so that he can trust me. And then hopefully when he kills everybody, I will still be okay. Yeah, especially because he can't use his powers anymore. No. So what use is he to Homelander? Except for to be his little narc. Yeah. Speaking of little narcs, loosely, what the fuck is up with the Deep's girlfriend? I don't know. Like, she's she's got to be a remnant of the Church of the Collective. She's Trying something. to weasel into... Yeah. Like, I just... I don't... I don't know what her, her angle is. I don't either, and I'm sure that that's going to come out, and we're going to be like blown away and gasp and like. <gasps> and I swear, oh, if she disturbing. if she was part of the Church of the Collective, I'm just going to be like, "Fucking told you so." Yeah, well, I mean, you do that a lot. <laughs> but the other thing that I want to talk about with the boys is how disappointed I am in Huey right now. Yeah. Because so he took the temporary V. Yep. And has his teleportation powers. Like, yeah. good for you. You're kind of a douche for doing that, but whatever. And Kamiko's in the back of the van, bleeding out because her powers aren't working and she's not healing. And he's all just like, ooh, look at me, I have powers. And like... Strung out, hanging out the window. Exactly. And then there's stupid uh, Butcher, who also is kind of falling off the wan the bandwagon. Um... The Wandbaggin. Who's <laughs> <laughs> just, again, like just so self-centered, selfish motivations. And it seems that like Mother's Milk and Frenchie right now are the only conscious people in that van that are decent people. When Frenchie and Kimiko were having that little like, after this job will get away. Yeah. Were you also just like... Well, one of them's dying. You know, it gives you that feeling because it makes you feel all like warm and fuzzy, but you know what kind of show it is. Yeah. So you just like have to expect that something bad's going to happen. I'll be honest, did not think it was going to be Kimiko. That's because up until this point, she has been just... Invincible. Yeah. She got shot in the face and was just like, that was inconvenient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she. I mean, and it's kind of being sad that to see that she is increasingly finding herself to be more and more the monster. Yeah. And it's sad that she feels that way because when she's not being told to use her powers to like hurt people, she's really sweet and just gentle and calm and kind and just wants to like be normal and she feels so burdened by this ability that she has and that she's been used as a weapon for so many people. Yeah. And it's just like just let the girl go to Disneyland 
But then she killed a guy with dildos. <laughs> that was cool. That was, we both jumped when that happened. Because yeah. I was just not, I was like, what is happening? What are we about to see? With this show, you have no idea how far they're going to take things. So I'm just like, great. We're going to see some borderline porn happening in a few seconds. I think episode six or seven is titled Herogasm. Um, and it's based off of a boys comic and what you've seen so far is nothing. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. This show is just always full of surprises. On to something maybe a little less, uh, (laughs) a lot less, a lot less. Yes. Um, Ms. Marvel. Um, before we talk about the actual show, why is she not Miss Marvel? Isn't Ms. like you were married? I don't think so. I don't know. It's just it's just a thought I had this week. That I've I never like, understood the difference between Ms. and Miss. I know that Mrs. is when you're married. I don't know Miss, Ms. I have no idea. Okay. What that was if anybody knows, let me know. Um I find it all too confusing. <laughs> Why are there three titles? Why isn't there just two? Why can't we just be called Hey You? Yeah. I'd be <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> um I'm really liking this show. Yeah. I I know that I am not its target audience. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like it doesn't change the fact that I like it a lot. Um it's very clearly made for like teenagers. Or like a younger audience. Yeah. Because it's so... Uh, it's like just very quirky. It's a quirky, and just quirky turkey. Very light and jovial and full of relatable teen experiences. Like all the animatics, like the opening Yeah, I animatic. love that. It, it's very fun and flashy and extra. Do you want to know the part that I found to be the most comically relatable thing? Yes. She's making her YouTube videos, right? <laughs> and then it shows the views. There's like two views or like, <laughs> I don't know, two subscribers, two subscribers or something. And I was just like, yeah. And like the effort and the passion she puts into it. And I was like, if this isn't just so true <laughs> of like so many people trying to create content and put it on the internet for others to enjoy yeah. and finding your target audience and finding those people. Her videos are amazing. Yeah. If. If it looks the way we saw it, and yeah. that's just like a depiction of her YouTube video, that would have millions of hits. Yeah. Not two. But for real, though, I feel like there are so many content creators that put their heart and soul into their content and hope for the best. And it's really underwhelming the yeah. audience that they have. Not at all speaking <laughs> from experience. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that animatic opening. There's like when her and her friend are texting as they get home. Right, yeah. And it pans up past a building and the emojis they're using, which I don't know if I'm just old. Like, I know I'm getting old and out <laughs> of touch with current You've never things. been an emoji user either, so. I've, I hate emojis. I don't use them. Do people just have conversations with emojis? I feel like they maybe do. I don't. I don't. I also don't understand it. I don't know how you can do that. 
I also don't understand Snapchat, and that's with your actual face. Just sending a chat back and forth, making different faces, I don't understand. And I think that this is kind of on the same level as that. We're of the generation where we like the colon inside bracket, and that's good enough for us. <laughs> yeah, like for us, we have like a small talk conversation. I feel like, what is this, Gen Zs, mm-hmm. they just communicate with vibes. Yeah. So it's like they send an emoji that emotes a vibe they're going for. Like all these emojis must mean like... A certain vibe. Yeah. An energy that they're putting out into the world. And then they just kind of react with new vibes and then And then they stuff. just mesh their vibes together and have yeah. just a weird vibe orgy. Whereas the one that I use is just eggplant wetness. <laughs> You know, it looks like a... I know what it looks like, but I don't think that you use that. I've used it maybe twice in my life. I think you've used the peach emoji. Mm, I use the peach emoji. And I think the fire emoji. I think those are the two emojis that I've seen you use the most. I'm a big fan of the sparkly heart emoji. And the heart eye emoji, I use that one all the time. (laughs) And the fire emoji as well. And that's pretty much it. Oh, I like the shrugging girl because half the time I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a vibe. (laughs) Um, What did you think of the show in general? I thought it was really fun. I thought it was funny. I thought it was relatable. I come from a background of a lot of strict rules and so I understood the feeling the need like your whole life revolved around a certain event and that you felt like you were missing out on a pivotal moment in your life if you didn't go so you felt that you had no other choice but to sneak out and go Mm -hmm. to it anyway the gut-wrenching feeling of getting caught (laughs) ugh, and uh just the the fun like graphics like you said i really like the guidance counselor and just how like desperate he was to be relevant um <laughs> and just like all the fun that it was i liked that it was a show that we can enjoy with the kids we don't have yeah. to worry about it being too scary and they are sitting here like when is it gonna be wednesday because we want to <laughs> see more Ms. marvel when is obi-wan when is miss marvel yeah and it just makes me feel so proud like i've done something right now i just need them to actually sit through the actual star wars movies i mean i think they're getting pretty close they ask to watch it at least so you're better than me yeah although when they ask to watch star wars I know that I need to put on one of the cartoon shows. They want to watch Clone Wars or something. Um, there's one. It's like Star Wars Resistance or something. Yeah. And it's honestly the least whelming of all of the Star Wars content. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, they like it. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I really enjoyed the feel of this show. I don't so much have anything to relate to. I'm not a teenage girl. <laughs> uh, I don't have the strict immigrant parents, um, the religious background, anything like that. Yeah. Um, 
I never wanted to go out to anything that I was never allowed to. Um, mostly because I was happy to stay in my basement and play video games and music. Yeah. Um, so generally I don't have that relatability, but it was entertaining still. Because mm-hmm. just because I didn't go through it doesn't mean I don't like to see other people's perspectives. Right. Um, but what I like about it most is it is it's a different show for a different demographic. Yeah. Marvel, if we're going to be honest... Some could say is stale. Yeah. The movies are kind of like cut and paste. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many origin stories that are all kind of the same. Yeah. And then it's like all working towards something bigger. So you kind of get the feels for what's going to happen. But the shows that Marvel has released on Disney Plus so far have been quite different tonally. Yeah. Between each other. There's wandavision that is just the most unique concept of a show where each episode is a different uh time period yeah and just kind of picking up the tropes of sitcoms through the years and And, you know just by looking at it which sitcom genre or like generation that they were going for like i in some cases you can even be like oh this is straight up modern family yeah yeah. Um, then Falcon and Winter Soldier had a, a different action-y, less interesting vibe to it. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight was like very dark and gritty and psychological. Um, then this is just very light and cheery and young. Mm-hmm. So the fact that all of these things are like, yeah, if you just generally like Marvel, you can watch them all and be like, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't my favorite, but I really like Moon Knight. I really yeah. like WandaVision. Yeah. Or if you're just like, I just want a show that is for me. There's something. Yeah. If you're just a teen who's like, ah, I don't have time for all that Marvel stuff. If you watch Ms. Marvel, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. So the the diversity, not just in cast, but in content. Right. It's refreshing for Marvel, and I like that about the show. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with how the shows have all their own, like, little unique twists and flavors of mm-hmm. content, and that is definitely refreshing because it's also nice that there is the wide range of audience age groups too in what people might enjoy because like yeah. you said this one is definitely geared to more towards a more young audience but us late 20s <laughs> people can still enjoy i'm sure people yes, even 20s. older <laughs> Like you know, you know what you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like those... people, people in like their 30s, 40s, I still think could enjoy this if they, especially if they're already fans of Marvel. Like mm-hmm. if you if you weren't a fan of Marvel, Marvel. If you're not a fan of Marvels, <laughs> then you won't like this show. <laughs> if you're if you're not a fan of Marvel, and you're in your like late 30s or even 20s or whatever age group, if you're not a teenager, basically yeah. is what I'm saying then you might not enjoy the show. 
But if you already have that prior commitment to the franchise, then you are going to enjoy the show. Yeah. The only thing that I'm going to say to criticize Disney is they need to spread out their content. Every single thing that Disney releases comes out on a Wednesday. And I don't know if the, the game plan for it was... Well, the Star Wars nerds and the Marvel nerds, they're never going to be watching all of this stuff. So if we just load it all up onto the same day, you know, they'll be able to watch the thing that they want. They just don't assume that the Star Wars fans are the same people as the Marvel fans. Like they think it's two separate fan communities and that yeah. they don't ever overlap. But... It, it makes it tricky for us because like we have other things to do so when it's like okay but we need to set aside this time for for this Marvel show and this time for the Star Wars show oh and then there's this show coming out like what we have right now is a bunch of stuff coming out on Wednesday and the boys on Friday and I don't know why they don't just you know do different days they're probably thinking like well you don't have to watch it the day it comes out you could watch it on a thursday <laughs> i do <laughs> well if you guys are with me on this uh this idea of spreading out disney's release schedule join me in our discord and on instagram you know where the link is and we'll start a petition for disney to make days different Thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, download this episode and maybe recommend us to a friend. And we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.